We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah. Uh, hey. Unspoken Words, episode 33 in the house. Let's go, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Larry Bird in the house. <laughs> yay, yay. Hey, we got that loop. Who else is number 33? Who else? Wait, hold on. We can do introductions. Over Jackie here to Moon. my right. Oh, yeah. Over here to my right, the new sensei, the Cobra Kai, Johnny, J.C. Lawrence, your favorite Indian, J.C.B. Yeah. Arrow Kirk's resident sensei. Yes, sir. Right next to Archie Kenneth. <laughs> That's the master. Yeah, that's the master, man. That's Master Shifu there. His understudy. His understudy. Over here on my left. We got the head man dancer for the 4th of July <laughs> celebration in Lodgegrass, Montana. Valley of the Chiefs, Podgotti, JC, our old oh, Randy B. <laughs> I was made you head man dancer. <laughs> Neck flaps. Neck flaps. Neck flaps. Oh, we got right. the special guest, OG, Triple OG, Monica Limberhand in the house. Say what's up. What's up, peoples? All right, all right, all right. West Side LD. West Side LD. Oh, <laughs> all the way from the north side. Oh, okay. Okay. oh, she grew up north on the north side. side. <laughs> north side on the El Norte. <laughs> <laughs> See her face change when you said that? Oh, oh man. So she's about to, about to bust the cap. She's about to bust the cap. We better, we better switch places there. She Don't glared at Northside. Snap eyes. Snap eyes. She glared at Northside. All right, Randy, I'm going to throw the ball over to you. you. Huh? Oh, who am I? Yeah, who are you? I'm Empty Barrel. <laughs> Mo hugs, not drugs, all the way from Arrow Creek, y'all. A.K.A. Blank Man A.K.A. Blank Stage Whoa, too much sweetness That's what they used to call me back in the day Blank Stage Alright, Randy B Yeah, just had a a few questions, um, a little icebreaker. So, but number one, who are we going to start with? One, you, you're going to you going to join in with us? Of course, I'll go oh, first. Go okay. around the horn. This we'll way. go around. We'll go counterclockwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Josiah. Unique New York. Question number one: If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> on anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I would teach my younger self how to respond. Okay. For real. Like, for real, for real. There have been a lot less chaos in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. No, Thank this guy you. just glaring at me. <laughs> Cobra Kai staring at me. Cobra Kai. He's in sensei mode over here. 
waiting for you to finish. I thought ready, yeah, done. ready Short to pounce. To it. No. Finish the sentence. <laughs> Did okay, you get that sure. one? Yeah. Okay. So what? Now say it again. If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Run. <laughs> from from everything. Everything. <laughs> run, Forrest. <laughs> Make a run. Okay, if, if I, when, I, when I think back to all, all this started, it came to a head. There was one decision I should have ran. Okay. Let's okay. just leave it at that. All right. All right. No, no. For real, so you, know what I, you know what I prayers. would do? What? I would say to write more. Word. Okay, right. Poems? Everything. Anything. Anything. Yeah, everything. Just write, write everything down. Write stories, write poems, write songs, write essays. <laughs> write now. Holy cow. So <laughs> Not you without your jingle. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just checking out. Getting his jingle dress over there ready. <laughs> He's over there pitching his hips. <laughs> Oh my goodness Okay for you If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self What would it be Hmm. Part of the most thing Like the thing that I wanted to hear when I was younger Is you know it's going to be okay Mm. Probably what I would tell myself It's going to be okay Everything's Baby, gonna it's be gonna all right. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Bob Marley. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I guess we'll find out later. Sometimes it works. Randy, if you could give a piece of advice <laughs> to your younger self, what would it be? I would just say. Appreciate the moment. Mm. You know? Just yeah. appreciate, like, appreciate right now. Yeah. Because we don't know. I guess, like, when I think about it and, and think back on my life, I never appreciated a lot of the moments Ooh. that I went through. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so it was always. Yeah. That was good stuff. You man. know? That was a good first round. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And then number two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number two was if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Man, only one? (laughs) Only one. Could I make the album like a mixtape? <laughs> yeah, just make like this real long playlist. Man, only one album, man. It definitely has to be like a Bob Marley. A mixtape. No, oh, that's exactly. But like, I really like the Legend album, but it doesn't have like Natural Mystic, yeah. Crazy Bald Heads on there. Uh, so it would have to be like definitely a Bob Marley album. Like, like his greatest album. Hits. Yeah. yeah, if I could pick it. <laughs> no, no hybrid. Uh, no hybrid. No, just going. Like his greatest hits, yeah, or something like that. I feel that. I feel that. I, I could listen to that all day, man. All day, every day. I'm listening to Brady like almost every day. That was exactly like that was one of my thoughts. It's like okay, Bob Marley, because you can't go wrong with Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. When you're happy, when you're sad, you're vibing. Like it don't matter. Yeah, I got no woman, no hungry. cry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, man. You know, 
Well, uh, for the longest time, I thought that was like he was saying, if, you, if they don't have a woman, then you won't be crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what he's saying. No, no, no. Break it down. He's, 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 he's telling a lady, don't cry. Yeah. No, woman, don't cry. Yeah, exactly. So. Because yeah. every little thing <laughs> is going to be all right. See, now that's the remix right there. <laughs> Ain't no worry. Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, JC. Uh, one album. Oh, man. I, I kind of like this guy, too. It's like, only one? But uh, the first thing that came to mind is Master of Puppets. Okay. Mm. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off, bro. You're done. Me and you, we're done for the evening. <laughs> Josiah, tell this guy not to address me anymore. <laughs> Josiah, tell him who sings that. Tell him whose album that is. No, it's uh, Metallica. Okay, yeah. Master of Puppets. Either Sleep that one eye open, uh, uh, or or um, <laughs> um, second choice would be Ride the Lightning by Metallica. But they're both pretty, mm. they're both really they're a rocker. Yeah, they're both really good. Okay. Okay. So since he picked two. <laughs> <laughs> My second choice would have to be like a, one of those Kanye West, either like late registration or college oh, dropout. Man. Those are bomb. Those are fire. Yeah, that was. Is that is. before he went crazy? Yep. I think that was like the first and second album, right? Yep. Either one of those two, man. Yeah. Those are those are fire. Every song. The one. What was the one that came out in like '07? I think that was late registration or no dropout. I don't know one of them. I can't remember which order they come in. The one with like good life and yeah. The one with Jesus team. Walks. So yeah, yeah. That, one, that, one. that one's called a Dropout, I believe. Is it Dropout? Yeah, the okay. first album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Late Registration was the second album, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's always good to have a lady in the house. <laughs> yes, well, lately, hmm, like back couple years back before I sobered up, I was all into Kevin Gates. Okay. You know, I was yeah. always caught up in those feelings. Yeah. That was like my doom and gloom. Mm. But Driving now that down I'm the road crying. Just missing Ready him. to knock somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> Walking circles around Lee's. <laughs> oh, like the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I'm into like a lot of Jelly Roll stuff. You know, okay. a lot of Save Me. A different, a lot of his tunes these days mm. hits me different. Nice word. Watch you, me, Pasta, Paolo music. <laughs> 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 I knew Young Spirits fire. <laughs> Man, that's kind of hard because it, it would depend on a stage of my life. That is true. Oh yeah, true. you know what I mean. Like, like for the younger, like for the younger self, it would probably be like Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just because yeah. that one was like a classic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you, same thing. Um, so many artists on there. Yeah, like Bob Marley, definitely. Yeah, like now, and it's I've been listening to a an album, really, just only two songs, but it's. Um, Elevation Music and Maverick City Worship. Mm. And it's called Old Church Basement. Old not, school? It's not old school. It's kind of oh. young. It's, oh, okay. it's kind of like, but the one, the Old Church Basement, he's, the name of that, the title song, he's talking about like, man, like, if I could take it back, 
Like, I remember when we first started, it wasn't about the stage. It wasn't about the lights. It yeah. wasn't about anything. Like, it's just my friend. He bought a guitar. He started, he learned how to play, you know? Yeah. Um, just the simplicity of the gospel. That spiritual healing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. Does Elevation Church do that, um, Dear Younger Me? I don't know. I'm not, see, I'm not too big on, like, Elevation music. Uh-huh. But this one, like, I like Maverick City. Um. And it's just fire. And, and then there's one called Million Little Things. And it's talking about, like, being thankful for, like, a, like a million. No, it's called Million, li, mi, million Little Miracles. <laughs> a million, a million. Yeah, <laughs> but, like. That's the one you got to say. Instead of million Little Miracles. It's like a tongue twister. <laughs> but that one has been on repeat. And it's just, like, thinking about all the little things that God has done. Mm. Like, all the little things that God's done. Like, you know? Yeah, like when I think about it, and yeah, but that, yeah, that no, that's man, I totally, I'm totally vibe with that because that's kind of where I've been, like just trying to be in the moment lately. Yeah, yeah, just like be in the moment instead of getting all frustrated and man, 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 trying to pout around and cry around about this or that. I'm trying to be like, uh, just be in the moment. Let me just be content. Let me just, yeah, it's a nice cool breeze coming in right now. I'm sitting with three. Awesome individuals having a good conversation, you know, just be in the moment. Yes, come on. So, yeah, I mean, I totally feel that. Okay. Any of you guys got anything else to say? No? No. All right, question number three. If you could have an endless supply of food, what would it be? <laughs> Hot dogs. <laughs> but they got to be little dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Nathan's. What's wrong with Frank? Where do you get those? They're kosher, man. Frank's uh, Nathan's are the ones that likes. Um, I think almost said Starbucks. But <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> what Starbucks does hot dogs? No, no, I don't know why I almost said that. But, but Sam's Club, right? The, the little green one, isn't it? <laughs> little green hot dogs? No, not green hot dogs, but like the green design packaging. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Aren't they? No, the only no. reason why I was thinking that. Yeah, you get them at Sam's Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember they got those. those those uh, Rocky Mountain hot dogs with the, like the real red skin. Yeah, the red wieners. <laughs> okay. That's what they're No, they're called Rocky Mountain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you guys call them weenies? <laughs> no, but I'm going to start. <laughs> I think that was like the older generation, bro. Yeah, they call them weenies. Weenies. <laughs> Oh man, I think we we got all heat exhaustion up in this man. Been hot. It's been hot. (laughs) So (laughs) unlimited supply of one food. Yeah. Oh man, fuzz man. Um Man, that's hard. That's tough. But when I thought about this question, I already knew right away. Oh, you did? I'll go. Should I go? Go. Yeah, go for it. Tacos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do. Yeah, I, I yeah. would do tacos. This guy's a breakfast burrito pastor. <laughs> <laughs> did you say breakfast burrito pastor? <laughs> hustler, hustler. Oh. <laughs> All right. I was like, talking about it. He said, like, my tortillas said? were homemade, man. That's why I was selling them out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You should make fifty of those, man. Get up at three in the morning. Plus, man, I should bring them next. Bring them next week. Too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the patience now. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, I I'm gonna have to pass. I don't know, man. I say hamburger because you could use it on anything. I mean, you can make anything. You can make a hamburger. Yeah. You can make tacos. You can make whatever taco salad. Okay. You can make a meatloaf. <laughs> if, if you're feeling meatloaf, yeah. If you feel like a meatloaf, you can use the hamburger. Make a meatloaf. Make spaghetti, <laughs> yeah. Make spaghetti. Make goulash. Make um, mac and cheese and hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, chili. Not chili. One. The list is endless. Hamburger, huh? Yeah, just ground beef. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Random questions. Is this, well, you know, it, it, this is going to sound crazy too, but yeah, some, I got meat of some kind. It's got to be meat. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vienna sausages. <laughs> it took a second, but it, it took a minute. But it got <laughs> that a good one. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Because man, I, I'm man, I, I'm a carnivore. I gotta eat that steak mm-hmm. or something. Okay, yeah. well, the hamburger is good, but you already said that. So, if I want hamburger, I'll just go to his place. Yep. You want a steak? You can come over to my place. All right, there we okay. go. Make some fajitas, and that's what I was talking about, like uh, asada tacos. Yeah, carne you know, asada. Yeah, mm, mm. street tacos. <sighs> Mm. Oh, no, I don't like that. Man, I'm getting all hungry. I didn't eat dinner yet. I know. When you say either. street tacos, that sounds. Ugh. What? That's what they're called. The I know they're called. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like, oh man, I just found this on the street. You want some? Did you guys eat at that bus yet? That one on Montana Avenue? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you guys got to eat there. It's cash only, but. Cash only business. Fire. I'm serious, man. That, that, that place has to have an establishment here in town. Mm mm mm. I heard they don't wash their hands. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor. Flavoring. <laughs> no air conditioning in that bus, and they don't Ooh. wash their hands. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scratching. What <laughs> you, Monica? Don't even wipe your hands. Just go like this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like that. Right into the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that one food movie? Remember that guy's in the food truck and he that stuff? Chef? Like, is it chef? I think it is chef. I don't know. I remember what it was. I was, I was in jail before and we watched that and it was just crazy. With John Leguizamo? Mm-hmm. seen that one? He's like his sous chef, his sidekick. No, it wasn't John Leguizamo. It was a white guy. I forgot the name of it. Though. Oh, yeah, that game. <laughs> show? Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Vague Show. show. <laughs> What's the name of that movie with that guy doing that thing? In that food truck. <laughs> that would have been, been a good uh, icebreaker. I know. I, we need to turn that into a game, man, the Vague Show. <laughs> vague Show. You just say stuff and we'll try to guess what you're thinking. <laughs> so you get funny. out of me. What did he just say? <laughs> I'm over so, here guessing. <laughs> ground, ground beef and steak, and what would you? Potatoes. Okay. I always have to have at least a 10-pound bag at my house. Word. Yeah, fried potatoes, scalloped potatoes, boiled potatoes. If you were a potato, how would you like to be cooked? 
That's a question we had in the past. We had a question yeah, that, that's where I got that Deep one. Deep pride. <laughs> hey, which one of you guys said that? I know, fries. Like waffle fries. I like potatoes, too, but, man, it's, there's just a lot of work. I like peel me, cut me up into waffles, and fry me up. <laughs> I think that's like a native thing, though, man. Like potatoes. flowers, potato. Not flowers, but flour, potatoes. Yeah, because, I mean, we grew up poor, so yeah. we had to have a filler. Yeah. That yep. starch to fill us up. Yes. So we have potatoes all the time. Heck yeah, I made some homemade um, bacon gravy the other morning. Mm. My boys were like, what? I was like, watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did it from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Hell yeah. Yeah, my mom used to slice up the potatoes, <clears throat> then fry them up, and then put that potted meat, the kamani potted meat in there. Oh. Mm. Put some mustard on there and eat it up. Some hot sauce. Oh Lord! Yeah, you know put it I, on a platter and swab it up with a biscuit, baby. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I saw the other day is a can of commodity beef. Remember when it had the white label? Yeah, but they don't have that anymore. They don't? No, that beef. The canned beef. Yeah, that, it comes in a bag. How did that taste? Yeah, it comes in a bag. Yeah. That tastes good. What, was beef? that like? Was that canned beef? Like, was it corn? Like corned beef, or was it like regular? No, it beef? was just like it looked like like hamburger. No, it looked like almost like um, little chunks of like stew meat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You used to have the thick thing of um like lard around it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Open it up and it would be just like just like flat. Yeah, yeah. I miss those. <laughs> I know. Should have grabbed it. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days, man. Uh, my cousin used to eat those potatoes. You know the um <clears throat> the commodity potatoes. Or no, no, now that I think Those about it. Those little round white ones? Yeah. That came in oh, a yeah. can? <laughs> yeah. that, it, that, that, it doesn't come in a bag. What comes in a bag now is that beef stew. All right, that's right. You were telling us that last time. Really? Yeah, it comes like in this big foil pouch. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> you probably just dip it in hot water. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, like an MRE. MRE, yeah. Uh, Okay, <laughs> thank you guys for participating in the vague show. Oh, what <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into our topic, and we got our gonna do an interview with our special guest here. So, all right, all right, all right. So we're gonna go into our main topic. We got our special guest, the OG Triple OG. So DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. <laughs> Go. Mike, check one two one two one two one two. All right, we got. <laughs> The OG Monica in the house. Northside um, LD. Yeah, Northside LD. We coming correct tonight. That's Lame Deer. Yeah, LD Lame Deer, Lame Deer Montana. Um, so I'm going to toss it over to JC and he's going to kick us off with some questions. So, <clears throat> um, what blood type are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 did, you, did you see your face? He was already like. All right. Man. What type of what? No, eight. Um, no, Chris, just, just, you know, just in, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from. A little bit of background. All right. Well, like, you know, I was introduced. My name is Monica Limberhan. I grew up on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, north side of Limdeer. Um, I grew up in the Mennonite Church, but you know, as the years gone by, I, you know, found my spirituality. So you know, I read my Bible. So 
I am a Christian, but, you know, I also smudge and Just incorporate both of those things, huh? Yeah. 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 Now that I know the difference, the significance of it. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to tell us about your early using years? Um, Yeah, I grew up in a very, you know, toxic, alcoholic home. Mm -hmm. So there was times, you know, where all the adults would be drinking and, you know, that's where I was first introduced to alcohol. You know, the parents forgot forgot to bring us water. We were out in the hills, so my dad gave me a can of beer, and he's like, here, go share with your cousins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and as I learned, or as I was watching them, I kind of, like, knew manipulation right away. So I, just like, started sneaking beers when everybody would pass out, you know, and my dad would see me with beer, and he'd be like, oh, did your stepmom give that to you? And I'd be like, yeah. Then my stepmom would ask me, oh, did your dad give that to you? And I'd be like, yeah. They both didn't know the difference, because... Mm. They were both letting me do it, so. Yep, and I, um, we used to, um, my dad and I were smokers as well, so, you know, they'd always blow smoke in my face when I was little, calm me down. That's probably where mm. I learned how to cope with my ADHD and my, um, meth use was, <coughs> started with crank use back in the day when I was like 12 or 13, so. So it was pretty early then, huh? Yeah, very, very early. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, then going on from there, like like later on, how do you think that kind of progressed? Talk about that? or? Yeah, well, I um, I used to stay with my, um, my dad's mom a lot, my grandma Cecilia. And um, there was a point in time where, you know, I excelled in school. You know, I was uh, one of the top cross-country runners. You know, I made it to nationals right on. through Lander School. But as um, uh, there was a traumatic event in my life where, you know, I voiced some abuse that was going on in the home. And, mm. you know, I wasn't getting that um, praise for being a good student or being a good runner. You know, I was like ousted because I let the family secret out. You know, I am a uh, survivor of incest. And that really took a mental toll on me. So, you know, I rebelled. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as my younger siblings and my cousins were old enough to, you know, like, defend themselves, I started running away from home. Um, we didn't have JDC or anything back in the day. So I was always, if I was picked up as a runaway, I would be put in the woman's drunk tank and named your jail until either social services came after me or a family member came after me. And... Just, I was pretty much homeless, like around the age of eight or nine, staying with friends, and that continued on until, you know, like 11, 12. People knew I was a runaway, and some of my friends' parents would take me in, but if they knew, you know, my grandma was looking for me, I just was always labeled a runaway, a delinquent. So I just didn't really care after that. You know, nobody listened to me. Nobody believed in me, so I didn't believe in myself, and I just went buck wild. Yeah. 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 What made you, um, <clears throat> man, that's got to be hard, especially in a place like Lander. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but after you started using and, and after you went through all this stuff, like, what was your mentality then, like, after rebelling? Like, you know, what, what, what was you, like, what was you... 
Yeah, like, what was your mental state like? I just, I didn't care, you know. Um, a lot of these, um, like, um, cliches that I hear today, you know, like, hurting people, hurt people, things oh. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I was um, very violent. Uh-huh. Um, I got attention from fighting. You know, I fought in the schools, middle of the street, middle of the store. You know, once I got that attention, you know, I kind of thrived on it. And with me being underage and being in the um, the drug scene, you know, the older people would pay me to fight the younger ones, you know. And so I just, I pulled my weight with violence before I really knew what yeah. I was doing. Mm. It makes it makes perfect sense, man, getting attention no matter where it came from. Yeah. Like any attention was good attention at that point. Yes, it was. Um, but I, but after going through, like I said, going through all that stuff, like what made you like, what inside of you said enough is enough? Well, when um, I got pregnant with my oldest boy, um, he's t- today's his birthday. He's 22. Right. Oh, man. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, and um, so when I got pregnant with him, you know, I always, you know, told myself, you know, once I had kids, I was never going to do this. You know, all my mm. kids were going to be from the same guy because I have like nine brothers and sisters, but none of us have the same mom or dad. Okay. You know, so I was never connected to a sibling. Yeah. Okay. So when I had my <coughs> oldest boy, you know, I settled down. Um, I met my ex when I was like 14 years old. So I was like shacking up with him when I was very young. Um, Mm. We didn't have Dolan until I was 18. And I didn't know that, you know, their dad purposely, you know, kept me pregnant because I changed from when he first met me. You know, I stayed home. I got a job. We had a house at um, the St. Joe's Village because I worked for St. LeBray's mailing Mm. room. So I had a house in the village, you know, 401k. So I settled down, you know, and um, the circumstances that led up to, you know, all the betrayal with um, my baby daddy, you know, I always just let him do what he wanted because he always came home, you know. So that was my my mentality. It was like, well, I'm the baby mama. He knows where he, to come home to. Yeah. Mm. But finally, you know, that um, that betrayal, you know, turned into, you know, like a major heartbreak for me because we got involved in the drug scene and um our house got raided when i was um eight months pregnant with my youngest son he'll be 16 in like 10 days and so when our house got raided we there were some drugs and stuff there and um the baby dad he didn't claim the drugs and Mm. i didn't know that because they kept us separated so when i claimed the drugs um he got his charges dismissed. So, you know, that was like, you know, 11 years, four kids. I'm loyal to this man or to this guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my first time away from my kids. You know, first time I didn't have a home. I was on my way to prison. So, like, the mentality that I didn't care when I was a teenager, when I hit the woman's prison as an adult the first time, you know, I just came out meaner than ever. Mm. I was very bitter. Yeah. You know, um, so my um, my youngest son, he grew up with me being in prison. Okay. I you know I spent the last sixteen years out of um, state and federal prison. I actually made a full circle um, 
this um, past year when I got my second, or I got, how would you say it? Um, I ended up getting more state charges after my federal indictment, and um, I got taken back to a woman's prison, and lo and behold, I get put in the same cell that I ended up in the first time that I was in, that I went to the woman's prison. Oh, wow. You know, so that kind of, like, blew my mind. Like, how do, 15 years later, how do I end up in the same cell looking out the same window with Mm. charges, still no kids, you know? So it was just like a, you know, like, I couldn't get broken any more than I was already breaking, you know, than I was, you know, know, that people always, I can't explain it. It's like my soul shattered into, like, you know, like a million pieces. Mm. And like trying to pick it up over these years and try to make things right, but you know, I was still didn't know it was broken inside of me that I just kept cutting myself and making things worse, you know. Mm. Kind of like reality setting in. Yeah, you know. And finally, I just hit my knees. You know, I hit my knees and I cried. You know, it's like because when I woke up in um, Cascade County Jail in Great Falls in 2019, you know, I questioned, you know, why did I live through that? Mm. You know, so there is a reason why, you know, I keep getting incarcerated, you know, something keeps saving me. So, you know, I figured it was, you know, time to, you know, open my heart and grab that saving grace. Makes That makes perfect sense. It was kind of like you, I guess you would say you wanted healing. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> I can absolutely relate to that, too, because I don't know if you heard my story the first time I told it, but. And then I mentioned on this podcast before, too, is like I was the same way, like being in that cell by myself. I was in the shoe for 11 months straight. And it, just like you said, man, I just it, I just shattered. Maybe something broke. Yep. And, man, I just cried for like maybe what it seemed like forever. But it was probably maybe about two, maybe three days straight. Mm-hmm. And I know wow. and I could relate to that. And then, And then I came out the other side like with that almost that same kind of mentality that you just kind of mentioned was like, why, why, why are all my, you know, other people that I were running around with using with and doing all this and they're no longer here or they're still out there doing their thing and, you know, they're getting away with it, you know, and I could have been, you know, resentful about that or, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I guess long story short is I can absolutely relate to that, that, feeling with yeah. yeah it's kind of hard to explain you know what i mean yeah i feel you guys like unless you've been there then you can't really explain it definitely uh, but i mean just listening to you i can tell like mm-hmm. i i know what you went through yeah. wow that's powerful guys <clears throat> so thank you for um answering our questions so far doing a great job <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> um and i you know i met you what 2016 Yep. Right around there, five years ago. Yep. Probably to the day. Nice no, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2015, you said? <laughs> 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah. Um, but I, I, wanted to, I wanted you to speak to, like, um, since I've known you, you know, you've, you've gotten, gotten out of prison, you know, got up, gotten out of pre-release, and then you do good, and then you went back and stuff like that. You kind of spoke on the now, but, like, what's that kind of, like, I've seen numerous other natives doing that, you know? Uh-huh. Like, they'll do good till they get their own spot, and they have a job, and then two weeks later, they're going back. You know, kind of like, just that, that kind of like insanity, you know, I understand the addiction part of it. Um, was it like, 
Was it something like you just kind of felt like you couldn't do it, so you're like, oh, so you sabotage, or, you know, just kind of speak to that? I see where, you know, because I was supposed to be a guest speaker when oh, after. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and then, you know, I was out not even, like, 24 hours, you know, and I mm. relapsed. You know, and I, I can honestly say, you know, my intentions, you know, were... To please other people. Mm. You know, like, because when I met you when I was at Rimrock, I, um, I had these expectations, you know, of my, of my kids. Okay. And then when I got to the pre-release, you know, and I got, um, got that apartment yeah. all approved and everything. And then, yeah. you know, I, um, you know, my mom didn't think I was ready. Oh, okay. You know, she wasn't ready and uh-huh. uh, contact got cut off. Oh. You know, and she's like, well, you know, you can't. You know, can't see the kids yeah. that. and so I let that that her saying no I took that as a personal failure mm. and that was more of a pride thing and I let yeah. it destroy me Okay. so that's where my self self sabotage has come from my last relapses is because of pride okay yeah I could see that definitely I mean because like for myself I mean I probably, like I, I said on this podcast a lot, like I quit a hundred times, you exactly. know, before yeah, I finally yeah. quit. But it was always like, Randy always says it too, it's like, oh, this is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I would walk through a blizzard to go get a bottle, <laughs> you know, you do two, yeah. you do 30 days of recovery and you're like, oh, this is too hard. I'm going to go drink. I've done that. You said no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Said no. Yeah. How come nobody believes in me? Yeah. But it, but it's, it's crazy because when a dope man says no, we're like, dang, we don't even wait. We don't get, we don't catch feelings. Yeah. Dope man says no, man. We're right to, On the, next. to the next. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. there's times like where you know, like just speaking of, of that lifestyle, like man, like there's no dope in town. Like you switch towns and there's no dope there. You know what I mean? Like that geographical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like but then you get there and then you're like like nothing stops you until you get what you were looking for. Yeah, and it's that for me, you know, I was looking for that self worth. Yeah. You know, that's you know, learning to love myself. Well, yeah. You know, cuz like in the times that, you know, I was working on reunification with my kids, you know, I always had like two or three dudes on the side that I knew weren't good for me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, like those were my fallbacks. But my mm. fallback was never on something that was construct constructive. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Word. it wasn't. You know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like I always had to have some dude's um, approval. You know, okay. and you know, so like. Oh, okay. Kind of go like going back to that kind of attention. Yeah, that back to that attention seeking. Yeah, getting that validation from an outside source. There yeah. you go. Yes, that. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I come know. on. I like that. I like that. Yeah. No, and then like on that note, like, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I've been knowing you for like five years, mm-hmm. off and on, <laughs> but like, um, so this time around when you came back and you know you said you're like you know you're motivated focused and everything and then that's you know you're coming around more and more i was like man there's something different about you and i told you that yeah i was like there's something different i said there's like this peace about you um so we'll talk about you know now how it is for you you know as you're moving forward and walking the red road and you know just operating in this recovery and how it, how that is for you right now 
I guess I would come down to like peace, having peace yeah. with myself today. You know, there's been a lot of ups and downs from, you know, getting out of um, passages or going from prison to passages and then to the sober living, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was just switching jobs, you know, like all those, um, the waves, you know, of life, you mm-hmm. know, things like, you know, like things that happen in um, everyday life situations, you know, I learned how to respond, mm-hmm. you know, because I remember like when... Josiah, you've always told me, you know, respond, don't react. You know, yeah. so I always have to, you know, pause. You know, be, it's good for me to hesitate instead of just react and just go off on, you know, somebody or especially myself. Yeah. You know, and that's like the main thing that gives me peace today is not, you know, not believing any of the enemy's lies that I was mm. a bad mother, mm. that I'm a failure, that I'm just a felon. Yeah. You know, and. Holding on to that, you know, I, you know, I have a peaceful home, you mm-hmm. know, that baby that grew up, you know, while I was in prison, you know, he lives with me now. I know. You know, I got working on getting custody of him back. You know, I got my 21 year old son that lives with me and, you know, they want to be with me by their choice, you know, despite of the things that I've done to them. And that's what I remember. What I have to remember is not who I was. It's who I am today. Right on. Right on. That's awesome. I like, I like how you said that too. <clears throat> when the enemy attacks, because that's the ter- that's a phrase that I use all the time. Yes. And for me, he knows exactly where my mm-hmm. my weak spots are at, yeah. and how I can. Like for me, it's like my own voice. It's it's yeah. not things I should be saying myself because I mean that's just the way the enemy attacks, and just these random places. And I get that same, oh, you're no good. You'll never be good. Nobody's gonna yeah. want you around. You're just this. You're just that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, you know. You know, I'm out there and I, I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing. We're doing this. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just have to constantly remind remind ourselves that that's not true. Yeah. I mean, because the enemy's a liar. Enemy's a liar. Yes, yeah. he is. You know, like every morning, you know, <clears throat> you know, I I put on my armor. Then every time I get those bad thoughts, those negative mm. thoughts, you know, I always go back to James four seven. You know, resist the devil and he, he will flee. Yeah. And that's dope, man. That's like. That's like pure spiritual battle. You know what I mean? It like is. because sure. people spiritual realize work. like people people don't realize like the battle's not physically, the battle's really mentally. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. spiritually, like it's mm-hmm. it's the thoughts in their mind and and like the enemy can never take the promise of God from your life. Mm. But what the enemy can do is convince you to quit and walk away. Because if you mm. quit then God can't use a quitter. Come on, you know man. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like and and that's crazy because like that's really like you think about David in the Bible when David like encouraged himself in the Lord. Like because dude, like especially in the road to recovery, you're not always gonna have your sponsor, you're not always gonna have a pastor, mm. you're not always gonna have like somebody, you know, there to cheer you on. Mm-hmm. And your faith doesn't grow when things are easy. Mm-hmm. Your faith grows when you're in a valley. Like when, when right. you're down, like, and you, you realize like, man, you got nothing to do, nowhere to turn. You can, you, but for me, it's like, I've made every bad decision in my life and I've never done good consciously. Let me see what happens for me when I choose good things. Yeah. You know, mm. I might have a bad day, but it's like, you know what? Let me go to sleep. I feel like quitting today. Honestly, you know, I've yeah. quit. Like, yeah. yeah, I've quit like just being a believer so many times. 
But then I wake up the next day and I'm like, man, you know what? God, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I really quit last night. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and, and but like just seeing like somebody like you with the background that you came from, like something that's pure chaotic. And then now like the thing that you value the most from what you have told us is peace. Yeah. And and the the root word of peace it's it's shalom, but the root word like shalom it means to destroy chaos. Mm. So every step that you take, you're destroying the chaos that once held you captive. Amen. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of times, like we're set free, so that we can open up the door and hold it for others. Yeah. Like that's really what it's about. Like word. Josiah busted through yeah. recovery, and and man, look at all the door. Like he's held the door open for so many people. Yes. And so many people have willingly walked out, but there's some that have chosen to stay. And, I, yeah. yeah, you know, like, and, and and that's awesome, man, to hear, like, in your story, like, this time, like, Josiah recognized it, like, something was different, but you made the decision to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's commendable because you could quit at any time. Mm. But you choose to be sober. You choose recovery, even in the waves when, when, the, when yeah. you start, you know what I mean? Like, you, you feel like you're going under sometimes, but yet you wake up and you choose. Yep. And you know, I'm going to keep going. Yep. Just like I that know. dog. <laughs> Doggy <laughs> yep. paddle. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Dogs like that. <laughs> just that. keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. But yeah, just man, that's commendable. <laughs> especially, like, with a background like what you just shared. <laughs> I, I'm inspired. Yeah, I'm inspired, man. Right on. Me too. And, like, um... Yeah, man, the enemy is a mother effing liar. Yes, yes that's what I wanted to say earlier. A mother forgiving liar. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have. No, no, no. You guys were going, man. Liar. Oh, there we go. There we, go. we got censored. We got Started, censored. I wasn't even trying to preach, yo. <laughs> there you go. That's his name. He ain't even trying to preach, yo. You know, I heard, I heard this great thing about faith, too, the other day. It's funny we're talking about that because, you know, the creator doesn't expect us to be perfect all the time. We don't have to have that perfect faith, that strong faith, you know, as long as we have just a little bit, just a little tiny bit. And the analogy that they used was like an extension cord. You know, they got little extension cords that are two feet long. You can use it to plug in your lamp or, you know, yeah. little appliances. And then they got these big hundred footers you can use for outside and they're strong. But then neither one of them's going to work, whether it's 100 feet or two feet, unless it's plugged into the wall. Mm. But once you plug Come it into on. the wall, doesn't matter yeah. how long it is, it's gonna give He's you power. Preaching. Come on, it's gonna give you power. And I took that off the guy from the radio. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not my own thing. But. Shout and out if you to have the radio a three guy. Pong Shout to out a to two, the radio guy. Two point outlet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the extra prong. <laughs> there you go. You got. You got to find a Just way. Break it. <laughs> <laughs> Just break it. <laughs> but but I think like man, for me, that's the most beautiful part of having a relationship with God. Mm. It's like it's not a religion. It's not like this. Oh, you, you're not supposed to drink. You're not. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. But it's like the more you fall in love, the more those things fall mm-hmm. away. Yeah, and that's you know, like that's what confused me. You know, like being little is like there was per- certain times of the years where you know my family was traditional. Yeah, you know they mm. went and did the sun dance. You know they did this and that. But then yet when it wasn't that time, you know, they were drinking, doing this, you know, mm. I was getting abused. So I was so confused as why is this, you know, why is somebody allowing this to happen to me? Mm. You know, so I like when my kids first got taken away, you know, I didn't I didn't, you know, ask God why I blamed him. You know, yeah. I was like, well, why did you let this happen? Because I had that, you know, my conceptions were twisted yeah. mm. in that. 
because I didn't know what to believe in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was distorted when I was little. Yeah. No, I, I totally relate to that, too. Like, um, for the longest time, I prayed for jobs. I prayed for jobs, but I never filled out any applications. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I, like, I just totally relate to that. Like, I, you know, I prayed mm-hmm. for this. I prayed for that, but I never did any of the footwork because mm-hmm. I didn't understand, like, the same thing. Like, I could pray for this, but I better start working towards it. And then God's like going to see that and be like, oh, okay, he really wants it. Or, you know, it might even be in the plan to give it to me. But I didn't understand my part of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to happen for me. Yeah, but as I continued to, know, like, to, you know, like, open the ears of my heart, you know, mm. I was able to understand, you know, what peace be still means. You know, mm. what, you know, what calmness meant, you know, or to even know what, to know that my heart had ears. You know, because I always just thought, you know, my heart had to feel things, but I didn't know I had to listen for yeah. something. That's yeah, powerful. Uh, yeah. Was, was, that's awesome. There's a verse that came over and said, don't, uh, it's, it's just talking about don't listen to your heart. For the heart is deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, our heart will tell us that feelings are true. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, reality is like, no, you got sobriety. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yes, so. it is. Yeah, I know that um, <clears throat> looking to respond, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Because uh, especially, like, when you're fresh to recovery, fresh to Red Road, uh, you're so used to just flying off the handle and going off your emotions and just going into that chaos because then it so, feels so normal there to, like, sit with your emotions and respond. It's, like, so weird. Even now, you know, as, like, I'm closing in on six years of recovery. It's still kind of hard to sit with my emotions and be like, okay, feel this. I don't want to feel this, but I better just (laughs) sit here and feel this, you know? Yeah. I remember when um, I first met Josiah at Rimrock, we were out in that little courtyard smoking, that little area. And, you know, and I just got sentenced in federal court, you know, and so I had this demeanor about me. You know, it was just like, no, don't. You know, don't talk to me, you know, don't try to... And then here comes Josiah, you know, like, hey, you know, what's up? So, like, that's why, like, I'm so... <laughs> you know, just, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know? So, you know, I have this, you know, this, like, sobriety relationship with Josiah that, you mm-hmm. know, like, I'm probably the only Cheyenne that talks crow to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Showdown. Showdown. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, something that, you know, I'd never experience before was like you know i was never encouraged by anyone to you know like to slow my role you know mm. re- you know respond to situations because you know like i grew up i just knew how to th- throw hands but you know that's what you know got me into the federal system was throwing hands uh, so. mm. Mm. unlearning didn't you knock out a cup <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there real quick. <laughs> I just played. I just played. Our special guest. Yeah. She knocks out cats. Who once knocked out a cop? <laughs> in the summer of 2001. From the north side of Lane Deer, Montana. She wants the cup twice. <laughs> I know on the paper they made me sound all bad. They're like pretty much everything Monica threw connected. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I ain't, I ain't throwing no haymakers here. Yeah. 
<laughs> but on a sober note, on a sober note, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when I committed that offense, you know, I, um, it was the term that they used was a drug induced psychosis. Mm. You know, all those years of, you know, drinking and using and my, you know, what was going on with my addiction brain, you know, I just finally snapped, you know, and I didn't know what a psychosis was until, you know, I had, they had this federal, um, some kind of big psychologist or something do a full, you know, like, um, assessment, assessment on me. Yeah. You know, full psychological assessment and with all the trauma and everything that I experienced as a child, you know, I've learned that survival instinct. So when I was in danger, when I was blacked out, you know, right or wrong, you know, in my mind, I was protecting myself when I didn't. Yeah. 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 Just that survival. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, in a lot of those, what do you call them? Normies? (laughs) Yeah, those normies. (laughs) Normies. The people that never struggled with addiction, mental illness, or any kind of thing like, you know, what we've been through. That's what that one thing that they don't understand is that your mind is not right, yeah. and then they, yeah. they think it's like a, a, a choice, a, a moral failure, yeah. yeah, or you know, you ain't strong enough, or well, how come you don't, yeah, like a choice, yeah, how come you just don't, you know, but and I and you said psychosis, and I always say it's like possession, mm. you know what yeah. I mean? It's like be, you know, we talked about the enemy, you know, I, I felt like it was like a possession, and I always go back to that. That little girl on The Exorcist. <laughs> was, oh, Lord. I'm glad it's still daylight. <laughs> and she was, and she Is that was, how you're not scared? Well, she was just freaking out. And, you know, and, and holy cow, I don't know if you guys ever seen that. But, man, yeah. she was rough on there. But <laughs> that, that wasn't her. That yeah. was not her. And that's yeah. kind of like the analogy that I always like to use. Is like I don't – that because looking at you now and listening to you now, having got to know you for almost like a year now, mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it, but I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like – I can. It's in the eyes. I tell you, my snap No, um, yeah, same thing with JC said. Like, you're, you know, I heard your story, and you said you're knocking dudes out, and I was like, what? You know, like I don't see that too. So yeah, I'm just totally vibing off of that. Um, so again, you know, thank you for answering our questions so far. I just got one more, um, and I'm gonna give you the floor to like just preach or you know just vent or you know just get a message out there to someone that's walking the red road or someone that's you know new to recovery or someone that was like you know doing what you used to do like in and out in and out in and out you know um just a message to someone like that out there that's in and out of prison or in and out of recovery i guess like my main point would be you know, to young mothers, you know, young mothers that are struggling out there, you know, with addiction, family violence, domestic violence, you know, just to find that self-worth and that love in yourself, you know, before it's too late, you know, before you're 40 years old, just now getting your family back together. Mm. You know, I just turned 40 this year and, you know, I watched my 16-year-old, you know, I can just, you know, like just watching him. Knowing, knowing that I missed out on so much of his life, but not picking up that guilt that I wasn't there. And he even reminds me, he says, you know, Mom, you talk about this person. He's like, but, you know, I don't know her, you know, because I wasn't there for his li- in his life, but I'm here now. 
you know, and I, I guess I would encourage, encourage those, you know, to, you know, find that love, that self-love for yourself, not to look for it in men, you know, drugs, the streets, because, you know, when push comes to shove and you fall, you're alone in that jail cell, you know, that's the main thing, you know, all those people that say that they're your ride or die or they got you, that ain't true. Out of all the times that I've been mm. down, ain't nobody put money on my books except for my cousin Stacy Lembrand. Come on. Mm. You know, and she, she's my rock. Mm. You know, I love her to death. She's never turned her back on me, and she loved me until I knew how to love myself. Mm. And I just want to, you know, let others out there know, you know, if you don't feel that love from anybody in your family, you know, it, you don't have to be related to people to find love, you know. Mm. So, you know, I just... Just encourage, you know, especially mothers, don't give up. You know, don't give up on yourself. You know, your babies need you. Right on. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on today. Yes. I know it's always hard to, you know, talk about our stories and everything. And I always go through a lot, too, and I have to share mine, too. So I appreciate you coming and, you know, being an open book for us, yes. you know, for our listeners out there, too. And I know someone's going to get something out of this, definitely. Thank you guys for inviting me. I'm honored. Yep, that's <clears throat> I gotta say, man, that's some powerful stuff. That and you know what we're, we're we always do that too. You know, opening ourselves up like that. It's not easy. <clears throat> it's not easy. But then on one on one hand, it's necessary for ourselves. But on the other hand, too, when we're looking in the mirror and we're trying to find faults, we have to understand that we can look past that mirror because there's a million other people out there that your words are going to affect. Mm. And and, I, and just listening to you, I can I guarantee you somebody's going to hear this, and they're going to say they're going they're going to get that they're going to get that power from you. And it's I I I kind of have I mean I have a way with words, and every once in a while you know things get to me, and I kind of <laughs> and I don't know what to say, and that's yeah. one of those times. Yeah, it's one of those times like I can't I can't explain like the not only the importance of the power. Um, power, wonder working <laughs> power <laughs> in the blood, in the blood. In the blood. <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that second one go. Huh? You said every, it once. Every time. <laughs> These guys are doing that to me all the time, and I don't know the words, so they're trying to teach me this song. But, I don't know. but then you joined in, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> JC, yeah. what'd you say? Power? Power? <laughs> There's power, power, power. wonder working power in the blood. In the blood. Of the lamb. Of, of the, the lamb. lamb. Hey. 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 I'm just so grateful for you for being here. And, and you're, you're helping us. You're helping us do our thing. By just being you and being, you know, like, just sharing a little bit about yourself. It's, like I said, it's, you know, we know it's not easy, but it's, it's pretty amazing. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Many yes. a hoes, for real. Ha ho. Ha ho. How do you guys say? Nyash. 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 I know. I appreciate you. And we'll definitely have you back. Um, next time you come back, we'll just have a topic and we'll get your perspective on it. Yes. Cool. Right, Unless you got any burning desires. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for a marathon here. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Monica, for coming on. We'll see you down the road. On the red road. Yeah. See you down the red road. We're not. No, that, no, 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 no. Hey, what does that mean? Jim Town. Jim Town. Oh, this guy. Not that Enemies, a mother effing liar. What, how do you say down the road then? <laughs> That's what down the road Over is. there, you point your lips. <laughs> not wearing masks anymore. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> not wearing a mask anymore. <laughs> you can see how far you're pointing. They're out. like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> No, I'm not sorry. That far. That far. Yeah. Too far. <laughs> not Too that far. far. Not <laughs> far. <laughs> All right, then. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, um, my initial reaction to the interview was that was pretty cool, man. I mean, that was really good. Like, good information. You know, she, Monica came in and she just ready to share, you know, ready, ready to share her experience, strength, and hope. And I was touched. I was moved. Um, and just by her, you know, she got, you know, she was feeling the motions and, you know, they were coming through. She shed some tears and stuff as she was sharing her story. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is, this is just, uh, so inspiring, you know, and like I've, I've known her for like five years now and, um, seeing her journey, you know, from doing good, going back to prison getting out, doing good, going back to prison. And now just that change in her you know like she like surrendered and now she's doing the doing she's walking the walk she's not just talking the talk she's walking the walk come on and that's just you know my initial reaction and then i'll pass it over to jc because i know he's raring to go well you know the one thing i got out of that you know i was i was moved as well and it it was because of the strength the strength Mm. of that lady man that was i think was the one thing I took away from that. Just, I mean, just to come in here, we all know how hard that is. And to to come in and, you know, even in, like, the the anonymous rooms, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, going to meetings or talking circles or whatever, even in there, that's where it's, it's a, a safer, I guess, place. Yeah. But, you know, to come on here knowing that this is going to go out to all of our listeners... And, you know, not holding back and just sharing everything about, you know, what she's been through and how she got to this point. That that takes a lot of strength. That takes a lot of uh, resilience, resolve. Word. I mean, there's just so many. Um, I don't want to say that word again because I don't want you guys singing. <laughs> there's a lot of powerful things in there. Strength. 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 Experience, strength, and hope. So. No, but for me, like. One of the things that I really respected about this lady is really respect about this lady and her story was the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about somebody that's telling their raw story. Yeah. You know, like it's raw. There's nothing cut. There's nothing edited. And it it exudes strength mm-hmm. and experience. Like there's something that you don't, that you can't get from a book. Yeah, you know it's it's not theoretical. It's it's something that she's basically teaching from experiences. Like, man, this is what I went through, and then we realize, like, dang, like how much of a, a pioneer, I guess, mm. um, for all the people associated with her. Yeah, because like she's not just kicking the door down for herself; she's kicking it down for a, a multitude of people. But so, 
that that remember her and when they see her today they're going to be like dang like if she could do it i could do it yes yes you know and then there's such um strength in in somebody when they shared her story in that yeah and i was thinking about the the bible verse and i've shared it uh, numerous times before was he says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony meaning like every time she shares her story she's basically kicking the devil in the teeth mm-hmm. and like man i should be dead but everything that she tried couldn't finish me yeah because it couldn't finish me man i'm a problem to you and your world that's right you know mm-hmm. and she's basically giving hope just she doesn't even have to open her mouth to to share hope like it's just her lifestyle like you can see peace all over her yeah you Definitely. know so yeah man that's kind of what i got from that yeah man that was <clears throat> um i like what she was saying you know like she do good and then you know the enemy like jc said it too is like the enemy knows how to come in start planting those seeds of doubt and starting planting those seeds of like oh i can't do this i'm not good enough i'm not worthy and then boom we sabotage and so that's very 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 um very very slippery slope for us addicts and alcoholics is because that uh we have those defeating beliefs in place and they're rooted so deep that even now, as I'm closing in on six years of walking the red road, uh, they still surface. They're still there. And I got to tell myself those positive affirmations. Like, I am good enough. I am worthy to do this podcast. I am good enough to be JC's friend. I'm good enough to be Randy's friend. Yes. I'm good enough to work in this job that I'm doing. I'm good enough to sit here and interview another person that is walking the red road. Um, I'm good enough to be Monica's friend. You know, those type of things. I still got to tell myself those things because if I don't and I'm not proactive about it, um, like I said, those en- the enemy could come in and plant those seeds and boom, before you know it, I'll be using again. So I got to stay vigilant on that. <clears throat> and, you know, Monica's story, you know, inspiration to me because uh, she's doing the deal now. Like I said, she's walking the walk and that's so awesome to see. And you guys are definitely right that, you know, just by people looking at her that, her story is powerful, and just by people seeing her walking the red road now, hopefully they're inspired like I can do it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about it, you know, with her sharing her story, and you know, and us too. Um, anybody that 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 is willing to put them put themselves out there like that, um, you know, when you when you exude that strength, when you exude that power, and it flows out of you like that, it has to go somewhere. Power. And it, yeah. and, and, it, and it flows to the people who are open yeah. mm-hmm. and they get something from that. And then that might, you know, jumpstart their batteries. So, and, so. Then, and then another thing too, and a, a point I might add is that this podcast, you can go back and listen to it. You know, you can, you can listen to it, you know, as soon as it's released, you can listen to it next week. You can listen to it next year. Yeah. And it's all, it's always going to be there. And so somebody needs, you know, I need a little bit of boost and, I remember uh, that girl Monica. She when she was talking, that's what that was a good episode. Now I can go back and you know recharge again. You know, yes, sir. So, yeah, man. On that note, I use our podcast for my own recovery. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, I'll go back and I'll listen to an episode. Man, I'm listening to our probably out of the seven days of the week. I'm listening to our podcast like five days of the week. (laughs) I'll go back and listen to another episode. You know. Something like, oh, yeah, we were pretty funny in this one, so I'll listen to that. But then, you know, the after the laughter, then we bring the meat, we bring the meal. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, 
it helps me just listening Come to on. us, you know, yes. not to be conceited or nothing. But man, you two gentlemen definitely bring the fire. Fire. I just facilitate. <laughs> I'm like Joe Ingles bringing down the ball, <laughs> facilitating in the clutch. <laughs> but that's not like, man, when I listen to our podcast, I just start smiling. Yeah. Laughing. Yeah. Because we are funny. Yeah, we, we some funny mother lovers. Uh, man, I was. I knew you were gonna go there. I was like, <laughs> some money, money, money. <laughs> you guys, money, straight money, straight money. Some <clears throat> funny mother, <laughs> man. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Well, that was good. And yes, sir. man, I'm glad to be back in the B town in Bellens. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, how was your How was your jaunt? Your time away? Uh, it was pretty good. But I'll talk about it after oh, I speak okay. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's so, with Easily that in distracted. mind, yeah, <laughs> let's get into our speak on it. So, DJ, um, hit me with that B. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. And that, bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Alrighty then, tonight we are going to wrap up our series on the QPR suicide prevention information that we've been going over. Um, shout out to Riverstone for sponsoring our Speak On It for the past six weeks. Um, and as we close this up, we're going to end with like um, our own kind of blow short personal stories about how we were we had suicidal ideation and and how we kind of came out of that and. So for myself, uh, twenty summer of 2015, I was drinking half a gallon of vodka every day because I was like, I didn't care. I mean, I, I, I lost hope. I lost all hope. I mean, I'd gone so far that I lost my faith. I didn't even believe that there was a God anymore. And... <clears throat> And like I, I just like was so bitter and so angry about the way things had turned out, and I was blaming God for a lot of things that I just like lost all faith in Him, lost all faith in a Creator, and lost all faith in Yahuwah. And I just like I was like, all right, um, you know what? I tried it your way and whatever, and I was wanting, I wanted death. I, I didn't want to be here anymore. And, but I wasn't willing to pull the trigger. I didn't have a plan or anything, but I definitely was just giving up more and more every day and drinking a half a gallon of vodka every day and some beer, like a 30 pack. I buy a 30 pack and a half a G and I drink the half a G every day and the 30 pack might last me a couple of days and I buy another one another half a G, buying half a G after every day. And it was just like real cheap vodka. And <clears throat> um, that's what I lived for. And I didn't care. I didn't care about anything or anyone. I, all I cared about was that vodka. And, you know, it was that point where I was just like, uh, like sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't pursue this anymore. I need to live. I have kids. I have family. I got 
my parents, I got my siblings, you know, I got a job. I, this is not what I wanted for my life. And I reached out for help and I threw myself into detox and then I went into treatment and I just like, I was so, that scared me, that place, that dark place of not wanting to live anymore. It scared me so bad that I just went through myself into recovery and went like, I wanted to be a sponge and learned how I, like JC and Monica were talking about earlier and Randy as well, that I wanted to learn how, what, what was wrong with me, what made me tick and why I, why I was acting this way and why I was doing these things and what led me to this place where I wanted to die. And so I've been on that path and I'm still on that path now. I'm still learning. I'm still going and I still reach out. But it was that initial reaching out for help and just throwing myself into that and taking all that energy and effort that I was putting towards drinking myself to death, throwing that same energy and effort into recovery. Um, that's <clears throat> what helped me. And that's what brought me to this point today. Um, but of course, you know, number one, God. And um, it took two years to, two years and like two and a half years to fully restore my faith in Bharatiya, Yahuwah. But I, I was working on it. It was a working progress. And today, I know that there is a God 100%. And with that, I'll pass. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can relate to everything you just said. Uh, for me, it's... I, I don't know that I ever thought that I, I wanted to die. I just, you know, what I come to understand is that I... There was a point where I didn't think I was worthy to live. Mm. And then there's that whole paradox of, I don't know, if I'm not worthy to live, but I'm too scared to die, then what do I do? And so mm. I ran away from all that. And the easiest place for me to go was to the bottom of the bottle, to the bottom of those cans. And mm-hmm. and, and never really um, understanding the fact that I, I, I don't even know that I lost faith but it was something that I didn't pursue either. So, you know, and I've heard it said that, you know, you can give up on God, but God won't give up on you. Mm. And and I remember even too, you know, before that, you know, legal trouble started and everything was coming down before the hammer dropped, I said a prayer and I said, just, you know, please don't take me away from my kids. Don't take me away from my parents. Don't take me away from the people that love me. There's, there's more to me. I can do better. But, what I meant at the time was, you know, don't send me to prison. You know oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. That's what, that was my mentality about it. But God has his ways. Yep. My creator has his own ways. And so I honestly believe that if I didn't go where I was to that, like I always say, you know, I had, this might be a cliche for a lot of people too, is like I had to go to prison to be set free. Mm. And that was the only way that, my higher power saw that I would be able to do it because I think, you know, left to my own devices, especially given my history, my, my, my track record, in and out of treatment, in and out of jail, um, all this and that, I would have never, I would have never been able to, first of all, detoxify myself, get all that stuff out of my system, Mm -hmm. and then to have opportunities to learn uh, from, from, from uh, spiritual advisors, from psychologists, therapists, mm-hmm. uh, 
drug and alcohol counselors, and then of course my own that like we we always talk about it that my own uh, self discovery. Like I had to search for something that made me. Well, you know, how how could I do those things? Why would I do those things? When first of all, it goes against how what I think and what I feel, but also you know, to hurt people that I love, that I proclaim to love with all my heart. And and really it was that, that low self-esteem, low self-worth. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't anything. And having to battle with that and then, you know, just <clears throat> feeling so worthless, like I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like this, there's no other way out, but except for maybe to die. And then, at the, on the same on the same hand, on the same token, like I'm too, I'm afraid of that. I was afraid of that, mm-hmm. and so I did th- probably the the next. Well, I don't want to say the next best thing, but the next thing in line was to do it slowly. And then you know, I, I I'm absolutely grateful that I had to go through what I had to go through. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I honestly believe that. I could possibly be out there, you know, by myself with a bottle, lost in oblivion, or, you know, God said, okay, well, you need to come home now. Yeah. And I wouldn't even be here at all. And yeah. so, you know, I, I understand the struggles with depression. I understand the struggles of low self-worth, low self-esteem, and all these other things. But for me to be able to get out of that, I had to go through trial by fire i guess mm. you know and what what creates diamonds heat and pressure uh-huh. and then that's that's how diamonds are formed and it's not easy it's not always fun but it's worth it mm. today i get to come here and i get to record with you guys i get to listen to your wisdom you guys crack me up you make me laugh <laughs> you know you, you get it, to dye your hair blonde you get to dye my hair blonde it's going to be blue by this time next week um just because i can you no, know? and, and 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 it's so amazing. And you know, Monica said it too. Like all these ebbs and flows or waves of life are still happening, but at the same time, you know, we can respond. <clears throat> yes. And so to find for me to find well, first of all, that spirituality part of it. Um, you know, not only traditional, but also those Christian values that I was raised with, with well, my grandparents, my parents, my mom. Everybody else, and then you know the traditional part of it, you know, sweat lodge and all these other things that you know native people have been using for thousands of years. So that had to come first. I had to come first, and then get to the point where maybe I had a little bit left over strength left over, and maybe I can pass it on to the next person. But uh, yeah, and that's that's where I'm at. It's it's a journey. It's not a destination. Come on, come on. That's you know, and I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Otherwise, I won't shut up. <laughs> Part two of a <his> series. <laughs> Don't lose hope. <laughs> it's a, every time he tries to wrap up a series, it keeps getting extended another week and another week. Another week. <laughs> he don't write sermons; he writes series. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. It's still being. The, no. Episode twelve is of a series. <laughs> <laughs> episode twelve. Let me start Go ahead, Randy. Take it away. <laughs> that I mean, 
when I think about it, we were all in similar places, like, might have had different stories, but the same thought pattern, mm. you know, maybe not exactly the same circumstance, but the same outcome that we intended, um, and nothing really stopped us, like, when I think about it now, like, man, like, six, seven years ago, like, where I was mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, was a lot different than where I am today, and I'm so thankful that I never pulled the trigger. I'm so thankful that I never, you know, ended up killing myself in my addiction. Um, because now life's beautiful as hard as it gets. Mm. Like, I appreciate stuff, and it took me... I just turned 38 on Sunday, but it took well, me happy like... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. took me like 38 years to even realize, mm. like... You know, my mom and my sisters, my brothers, like, they all hit me up. And we went out and, and had cake, like, had cake, ate together. And I just reminded my sisters and my mom, like, man, thank you guys. I value each of you in my life. I appreciate you. Awesome. Because that just shows me, like, how, like, able to express my love for people that care for me and they all just you know were able to reciprocate that like well we love you because for a long time like i've never felt accepted in anything yeah. like yeah. we we moved to billings dude i was like 13 years old mm-hmm. and i was never accepted in billings because i was from the reservation i was never accepted on the res because i was here yeah and i think like psychologically that did a lot for me yeah um, and then got got me to the point of of just being depressed, depressed. <laughs> I almost said oppression, mm-hmm. oppressed and depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, suppressed all my feelings until it got to the point where it was so strong that I couldn't really think straight. Um, but I w- I was just like you guys, I. Blamed God, even though I didn't have a relationship with him. I never gave him the time of day, but I expected him to love me. Yeah. And then, and, and I think about that now. I'm a father. I'm like, how could my daughter love me if I never spent time with her? You know what I mean? That's yep. like something like, so I had all this animosity and hatred for God when I never took the time out of my day to even, I'd give him like five seconds of my day. And I expected that love to be strong until, like, I, I, I was hearing it described uh, the other, I think it was today, but it was, like, understanding the voice of God. Like, there comes this point in time where, like, sometimes he does speak audibly. But then there comes time, like, where where I was in jail and, and it was, like, a, you know, like, shake up or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get shooken up. My world was shook up. Or it got to the point of me, like, ultimately almost dying on my deathbed and... and like that, those were the voices of God. Like, where are you? And, and they were undeniable to me. But then as I progressed in my walk, God no longer has to speak to me in that kind of voice. Mm-hmm. But he speaks to me in a still small voice. He basically whispers to me because it's a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. My ears are open. My <laughs> My ears are open to it now. Yeah. To his voice. 
And now, like, I look back on it, I'm like, man, thank you, God, for being so gracious and merciful for me because I don't deserve the life that I live now. Yeah. As tough, like, as tough as it gets. Life is 100 times better than it was before. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thankful to be here. No matter, you know, no matter how deep I felt, like, no matter how drowned or, or, or how surrounded I felt. Yeah. Like, I'm so thankful that I didn't give in mm. because I wouldn't have what I have now. Mm-hmm. You know, like being able to come and, and have a, I was talking to this lady today, and she said, oh, you guys do that? Well, what are you guys on? And I said, oh, we're on, so how long have you guys been doing that? I said, 33 weeks. <laughs> right oh, on. my God. <laughs> so that. Get you out of gas. Yeah, yeah, like yes. consistency and stability in what we decided to do. Yep. See, we had the thought to create a podcast, but had it not been for our discipline mm-hmm. and our consistency, then we wouldn't have anybody following what we're saying. Mm. Yep. And I believe that that resonates in my private life. Mm-hmm. Having the discipline and the consistency and faithfully even though my faith isn't always high, but mm-hmm. faithfully making the right choices. Mm-hmm. You know, faithfully seeking a relationship with my God. Like faithfully, like there has to be a part on my end. Mm-hmm. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, God can never speak to you if you're never seeking him. Mm-hmm. Your situation can never change if you don't make different decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and now like, Learning how to appreciate the moment because I can't control the future and I can't erase the past. But appreciating it for what it is, like right now appreciating my two friends here, knowing like that there's enough history created here that if I had anything going on with me, I wouldn't feel awkward reaching out to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Because whether we shared it or not, what you guys have demonstrated in my life is consistency and stability. Mm. Knowing that every Thursday I can count on you guys to be here. Yep. And that alone speaks volumes. Yes, sir. But had, you know, the, the suicidal thing gone through, then we wouldn't even knew each other. Yep. On that type of level. Like me and you always knew each other, but yeah. we never really we never created a relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then realizing, like, man, we... Never even kicked it before, but then this year that we've known, like, strengthened the relationship that we have together, like, learning so much about each other. Yeah. You know? And to me, that's that means everything, man. Word. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys um, sharing your story again, man. Just like we heard her, we heard Monica's story. And then we shared our stories on, you know, just like that darkness and... It just hit me too. Like we shared it. We talked about it on a previous episode where we each walked our own path and then boom, we all crossed at like the right time. Yeah. And then boom, this podcast, you know, then we had a podcast baby. And it's in 33 weeks old. <laughs> this widow. Oh, uh, and we're yeah. all tri parents. We're not co parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> but. And we're all daddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's even weirder. <laughs> Three men and a little baby. <laughs> Three men in a pod. Three men in a pod. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, uh, no. Like, so, like, man, we were all in that spot where we lost hope and, like, you know, um, had that suicidal ideation. Yes. And if all three of us fall through with that, we wouldn't be here. None of us would be. None of us would even be here. Imagine this room would just be empty. Had to be something else in there. If it was even filled up. Yeah, if it was even, yeah, exactly. So, man, on that note, man, I just appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys being here. <laughs> yes. Just today. and <clears throat> um, Can I get some horns or something? <laughs> can you liven it up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, that so that was, that was a good episode, man. Yes, and sir. Really good, and man, I just I just wanted to say a little something. Like I went on a trip, a family trip this past week. Just put into town like an hour and a half before we started recording. I planned it out that way so I could be back, so I could make this recording. <laughs> but I was in Rapid City area, uh, did all the sights and sounds, did the tourist thing over there. But one thing that I seen was like there was natives. Like, everywhere we went in every establishment working, or, like, families, you know, at restaurants, you know, just doing their thing, you know, laughing, carrying on with their lives, and it was beautiful to see. So, shout out to the Rapid City area, all the natives out there, you know, doing your thing. It was beautiful just to see you guys out there working with your families. It was kind of like here, you know, you go around Bellings and you see natives and stuff doing their thing. It was like that over there, and it was just cool, you know. Got some smiles and some hellos, and they probably knew we're from out of town, you know, and, you know, got some head nods and stuff, and it was cool. You know, it was all love over there, so I got mad love for you, Rapid City area. All the natives out there, shout out to you. Cool, cool. <clears throat> so, and, and, so you say sights and sounds. What's one thing you can... One thing I report on, yeah. I got to see the world's largest uh, Bigfoot sculpture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the world's largest Bigfoot sculpture. Yeah, it's like chainsaw sculpture. Oh, oh. I've seen that. Yeah, so like, like, if you go to my Facebook, you can see it. I posted it. I said I finally got to see my big brother, Bigfoot, on there. So that was like the coolest thing for me. And then seeing my kids and they're you know, laughing and stuff. But the Black Hills Caverns are freaking wicked, man. What are those? They're just like. There's like cave and tunnels and stuff. You go into the ground and are you going like into the earth? And my anxiety kicked up and man, I think I almost had a panic attack in there because you go way of, in there. Is there a lot of people in there or is it like, tours? Are you claustrophobic? Yeah, claustrophobic and I have anxiety. Oh man, did you so, feel a lot of darkness in there? No, they had lights all the way. Didn't no, I'm but, saying, did you feel the darkness? Yeah, in there? I, I was like, it was kind of crazy because like when we went in, oh, like I was last because I was like, um, I just wanted to go last just in case any of the kids got fell back or anything because, man, we were rolling 16 deep on our trip. And so I went last, and my mom was with us too, and and I was just, like, back there, and, like, the tour guide was way up in front, and it was just, like, real small area, like the tunnel. Uh, you can, on my YouTube channel, you can I posted a video of it. But anyway, as we are going, like, five minutes into it, man, I started thinking, I was like, oh, man, what if there's, like, an earthquake or that? The entrance caves in, we're stuck in here, and like I started thinking like that, and my anxiety started going through the roof, and it was almost like panic attack coming on. And then we stopped in this big old open area, and the lady was talking, and I seen everybody, and I was like, "Oh man," I just like chilled out and it went away. But man, I just started. It was real cool in there. It was like forty-eight degrees, like fifty degrees, and it was just like um, 
I started sweating profusely throughout the rest of the tour. <laughs> Man, I was just sweating. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's they weren't fun, man. <laughs> yeah. This is like one of those times when you're thinking, man, we don't belong in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was starting to close in. Like, I was just like, oh, but then when I got back to the big group and I heard the lady talking, I seen everybody's faces, they're smiling and having a good time, and then it just went, it went away. But I, I don't think I had a full-on panic attack, but it was, like, right there. But I was done after that, man, for the rest of the day. Like, I mean, I pushed on. There was, like, four more hours of activities and stuff. And I pushed on through that and did all went to all the sites and drove, but I was like spent, yeah. no energy. That's cool though, because I mean, <clears throat> I mean, isn't that what it's about though? Just yeah, and just seeing the kids and their smiles and laughter, having fun, yeah. creating memories. I think like uh, the older I get, too, the more I realize a lot of these things aren't natural. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're not supposed to be down there. Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to be. Like you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're telling us not about supposed this. to be in the air flying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, man. That three hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I go on a plane ride, the first initial when we leave Billings, man, we start going up. Panic attack, man. It just Dude, happens. That, I thought it I just was happens. That was, um, we just ate in Lachkas during a celebration, right? And yeah. we were leaving, and man, I had like a. Almost like an anxiety attack from Crow to like Harden, dude. I like didn't tell you. I didn't tell my brother, but I'm like, and the whole time. Were you driving too? No, I was in the passenger seat. I'm just like, man, like I felt like literally felt like I was gonna die, man, like because I had a lot of caffeine and and it didn't hit me till I was leaving. You know, and exhaustion was exhaustion set in, and when I was exhausted, like I could feel the caffeine coursing through my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like started thinking, like, man, like. And is it? Is it? Is you it? know, like, <laughs> and the whole time I'm praying, and my brother's like, "You want to pull over at the gas station?" Like he didn't know what I was going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, and like I was like, man, if, in my head, I was thinking, man, if anything happens to me, I'd rather have it at a, happen happen at a gas station oh. than <laughs> on the road. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, man, I went there, and my feet hit the ground, and man, everything. Boom. Yeah. It's like I was grounded, you know. Yeah. I used the bathroom, and I was like, "Dang, that fit seems so real." Yeah. I, I will say though, it's going to be a little weird without the little homie around now. Oh yeah, a little Oreo. And uh, <clears throat> babysit the the little. He's kind of buggy, but Shih Tzu. Exactly. What if you guys just called him O? Oh. Oh. Oreo hey. hugs. Oh hugs. I, I oh then. Oh. I, I gave him a tattoo. Oh. Huh? Oh, why do you call him Oh? Oreo hugs. Oreo hugs. Uh, a little shit too. Yeah, thanks for watching Oreo. I know he's a handful. I was telling Josiah, I gave him a tattoo on his belly. Oh man, hugs life. Hugs life. He <laughs> was pretty good about it. I only had to choke him out three times. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> oh, he's he's he's. Pretty he well did behaved. sleep outside that one night. <laughs> yeah, he went to the store and never did come back. But I didn't want to say anything about that. Get him in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, man. Any closing remarks before we head out here? No, no sir. This is a good episode. I really liked it. Yeah, I can't wait Scout. to listen to it. So shout out to all you out there listening to us all over Flat Earth. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, please share, like, follow all the above because you are the most important part of our podcast. So oh. please spread the oh. word. Oh.
tell your grandmas, tell your uncles, and tell your aunties. Tell all the aunties. Yeah, tell the aunties about Randy. <laughs> and JC. He's, remember, he's a head man dancer. He's a head man dancer. Fourth of July powwow, Lodgegrass, Montana, come and watch him shake his tail feathers. Algerian nightmare, and that's a good thing. <laughs> all right, man. Peace out. We love you. Holla back, citizens. Let's go. Hey, Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.